Welcome to Flame House Chapel International, a thriving multiracial church headquartered in Accra, Ghana and led by Dr. Justice Avevo. Dr. Justice Avevo holds a PhD in physics. He's a seasoned and itinerant firebrand preacher of the gospel, an astute intellectual whose ministry brings revival, healing and liberation to God's people. He presents in-depth spirit-filled sermons on the Holy Spirit, faith, prayer, spiritual warfare, healing, and many more. Get ready, open up your heart, because the Spirit of God is about to give you an encounter of a lifetime. I want to preach something and release a prophetic word over someone this morning, and then I'll let you go. He says that when they heard of the battle, that their father died, and their grandfather, the grandfather also died, called Saul. He died on the battlefield. At the time his father died on the battlefield and his grandfather died, the young man was just five years old. And he had a nurse who was taking care of him at the time. And the nurse attempted to flee with him because once the king falls on the battlefield, the next thing you're going to see is that the enemy force that overtook them and conquered them on the battlefield is going to come for them and make them sleeps. And so everybody has to find his way out. And so they have to flee. And the nurse, in an attempt to take this little man away, the guy fell from the horse, from the top of the donkey. He fell. And he became lame in the feet. And his name was Mephibosheth. Second Samuel, jump to the chapter 9. Jump to the chapter 9. Let's deal with it quickly. His name was Mephibosheth. Kedabaho Shires. Chapter 9, quickly. Chapter 9. Uh-huh. David said, And David said, Is there still anyone? Is there still anyone who is left of, who the, is house left of, Saul, of the house of Saul? That I may show him kindness. That I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. For Jonathan's sake. The story was about this young man called Mephibosheth. When the chronicler described the circumstances that surrounded. What led to this young man becoming a cripple or lame in the feet? That it was because his father fell and the grandfather fell on the battlefield. I pray for you today. May you not fall on any battleground and leave your children behind. Then in the chapter 9 verse 1, the Bible said, David said to himself, Is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? David was the king at the time. He ascended the throne and he became the king of Israel because Saul had fallen on the battleground. Then suddenly, God stirred up the spirit of David. God stirred the spirit up and started speaking to him that there is something you need to do. God is the God of seasons and the God of times. He changes the seasons and the times. And God knew that this young man was going to be laying in the feet, but he had the time that was set for his restoration. And today I am praying for you that the Lord will stir up the spirit of a man. God will stir up the spirit of a woman. God will stir up the spirit of someone who has the ability and what it takes to help you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that in these hundred days you will experience the possibilities of God. The things God can do and that which is only attributed to God alone. And I'm praying for you today in the name of the Lord Jesus by the power of God that may the Lord stir up the spirit of a man. May the Lord stir up the spirit of a woman.
woman for your sake if i hear your hand clap and your shout receive that blessing this morning Now there was a servant now of the house of There was a Saul, servant of the house of Saul. Whose name was Ziba. Whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him when to David. When they had called him to David. The king said to him. The king said to him. Are you Ziba? Are you Ziba? He said. He said. At your service. At your service. That was one of the ways they um, expressed themselves. You see, metaphorically. At your service, sir. Are you Ziba? The person whose spirit was stirred up. To help Mephibosheth, it was a person at a place of position. It was a person who has what it takes to help. May God help. May God stir up the spirit of favored men for your sake. Amen. May God stir up the spirit of people who have what it takes. At the time David became president, remember that he was a shepherd boy. But at this time he became the president of Israel. And all the power was at his disposal. He was the president. He was in charge of the money. He was in charge of the military. He was in charge of the economy. He was in charge of everything. When he speaks, things are done. When he talks, things are done. May you not find yourself in the midst of people who don't have what it takes. There is nothing more frustrating dealing with people who say, I wish. I wish I have. I wish I have to do. I wish I have the power to heal you. I wish I have the power to bless you. I wish I have the power to promote you. But they don't have I wish. In these hundred days, God is changing the circumstances around your life. And is pushing such a thing from you. And I'm praying today. I declare over your life this morning. By the power of God. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The Lord is stirring up the spirit of men and women. Who will come to your help. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Some clap your hands and shall do it Lord he became the president and God stirred up his heart God stirred up his heart God stirred up his heart at the time Mephibosheth was suffering and what happened to Mephibosheth it was not his fault there are things that happen to people that are never their fault as you are sitting in chair someone is sitting by your side He's dealing with a circumstance and you think that it was because of his fault. It was never his fault. Life is not fair. Life will not give you what you deserve. Life will give you what you fight for. Life will push you into circumstances that you may not even have control over. The situation this man, young man found himself in at, as, as young as five years. Some of you, if you cast your mind back to five years, you couldn't do anything for yourself. What could you have done for yourself? You can't defend yourself. You become defenseless. You can't provide for yourself. You can't do anything for yourself. And therefore you accept just anything that comes your way. There is a stage in life where you just can't do anything for yourself. You accept what is around. And that is when the devil takes advantages of our life. And try to enforce errors. And, and cause perpetual damage to our destinies. But I thank God that God is still on the throne. He watches the Bible say that he sits in the heavens and he laughs. Because he's the God of the seasons and the times. And he knows when to turn the clock around again in this hundred days and I declare as we bring September to an end whatever Satan took from your life God is turning the clock for your sake I said the Lord is turning the clock for your sake I said God is turning the clock for your sake I stand on this pulpit and I prophesy over your life by the power of God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost whatever Lucifer took from your life God is turning the clock for your sake clap your hands and shall do it Lord
Then the king said, The king said, Is there not still someone? Is there still not anyone of the house of Saul? In the house of Saul. To whom I may show the kindness of God. To whom I may show the kindness of God. And Ziba said to and the Ziba king, said, There is still a son of Jonathan. There is still a son of Jonathan. Who is lame in his feet? Who is lame in the feet? There is a difference between experiencing hardship all your life and then experiencing it for the first time in your life. There's a difference. If you have experienced hardship all your life, if it comes tomorrow, you don't care. If it comes the next, you don't care. Hey, things are hard though. It has been hard since. We've been suffering since. You don't care. But if for some circumstances, suddenly, you have to enter into hardship, it's very painful. And that's what happened to Ziba. And that's what happened to Mephibosheth. Because he was in the palace. The father was the son of the president. His grandfather was the president. He was being taken care of. He had the special nurse that was taking care of him. Some of you, the only time they took care of you was when you were born. Your auntie came and buffed you. Grandmother came and buffed you. After that, you were left. After one year or six months, you were left to take care of yourself. But he had a special nurse that took care of him for several years. Then suddenly, he has to experience the flip side of life. Because of the unfairness of this life, the circumstances of life. But in the midst of all this, God was watching. God will watch a lot of things happen with his eyes and he will pretend as if he's not aware. God is watching you, the things you are going through. God is watching you, the things you are fighting. God is watching the things you are dealing with and you are praying, you are asking, you are wondering, you are, you are questioning yourself within and sometimes you don't want to offend God so you won't speak out the things that are going through your mind. Where is my God? Like Mephibosheth. Where is my God that I've been laying in the feet? It is never any fault of mine. If I were born a layman, that was a different thing. But when I was born, I was walking all by myself and suddenly I have to find myself with crutches. Suddenly, I have to find myself in the wheelchair. Suddenly, I have to find myself at the beck and the back of people. I have to find myself at the mercy of others. I need to beg to eat. I need to plead for someone to back me. I can't do anything for myself. I can't just be there for myself. I need to lean on the arms of people. And God is sitting in heaven and is watching as if nothing is happening. But God is the God of the seasons. God is the God of the time. He has a time. He deals with every circumstance. And all of us here, our problems can never overwhelm God. God will take care of our issues one by one, one after the other, one by one, one after the other, day by day, month by month, year by year. And today I prophesy your season has come. Whatever you suffered in the years, whatever you suffered in the yesterdays, whatever you suffered in the years past, I came to prophesy. I came to declare to you the time has come. God is thinking about you. God is stirring up the spirit of a man. God is stirring up the spirit of someone for your sake in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and shall do it Lord. Do it Lord. Do it Lord. Do it Lord. God is not slow as you think. He's not slow as you think. Somebody would have seen my favor said, he said, ah, this is the grandson of Saul. How the mighty have fallen. And they will use him as an example. Bad example. But today, 
Whatever tag that has been on your progenitors, on your ancestors, God is reversing the tag. And God is bringing a new tag on you. God is bringing a new garment on you. God is bringing a new clothes on you. In the name of Jesus, somebody clap your hands and shout, do it, Lord. Let's go quickly. Let's go. So the king said to the him, The king said to him, Where is he? Where is he now? And the reason why the guy have to say, Indeed, he said, No, go back to the verse 3. He said, There is someone there. A son of Jonathan. And Zeba said to the king, There is still a son. Of, there is still a son of Jonathan. Of Jonathan. Who is laming his feet? But the guy is laming his feet. Let me see the King James Version. There is someone to help, but he's not qualified. And Ziba said unto and the Ziba king, said unto the king, Jonathan had yet a son. Jonathan had yet a son, which is lame on his he's feet. He's lame in his feet. One of the reasons why he has to stress the word lame in his feet was because people of that nature were not supposed to come into the presence of the king. To have dinner with the king, they were not supposed to come in there. There was something that disqualified him. That he was not qualified. There was something that disqualified him. There was something about him that was that did not allow him to become who he has to become. Even when the spirit of a man who was sent by God to help him, there was a tag on his life that disqualified him. But when your time is up, your time is up. I said, when your time is up, your time is up. Forget about who doesn't like you, your time is up. Forget about who doesn't like you, your time is up. Forget about who doesn't know you, your time is up. When your time is up, your time is up. When Flame House, I came to prophesy, your time is up. In this hundred days, your time is up. In the season of September, your time is up. It is a time of divine possibilities. Your time is up for your company. Your time is up for the marriage. Your time is up for the healing. Your time is up. And I see the hand coming upon you. I see the power coming upon you. In the name of Jesus, your time has come. And I see God doing great things and wonderful things over your life. Somebody clap your hands and shout, do it, Lord. Look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Jonathan had yet a son, uh-huh. which is lame on his feet. He was lame on his feet. He can't do anything by himself. I thank God for God. 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 Lame in the feet means he can't walk. Lame in the feet means he can't move. Lame in the feet means he's stagnant. Lame in the feet means he can't move. Then when you cannot move, that is when God comes in. God takes glory sometimes in our adversities because it is in the midst of our adversities where he displays his power, where he routes out his abilities and his grace and, he, and, and his power, the powers that God has and the things he can do. I thank God that you have found yourself in that situation and in the name of the Lord Jesus God is about to glorify himself in your sickness. God is about to glorify himself in your disease. God is about to glorify himself in your family. God is about to glorify himself in your life. Clap your hands and shout do it Lord. Do nothing. There was something that disqualified this young man. And look at the verse 4. Immediately the king heard that. Immediately the king heard that. 
Look at what he said. And the king said unto him, he said to him Where is he? Where is he? And Ziba said, said unto the king, Behold, Behold, he is in the house of Makkah. He's in the house of Makkah. The son of Amnia. The son of Amen. In Lodiba. In Lodiba. You see how they have been able to trace the generation? Huh? Trace the generation. He's in the house of Makkah. The son of Amen. In Lodiba. Lodiba, the word Lodiba in Hebrew means a place of no pasture. A pastureless place. A place of no bread. A place of nothing. There is no pasture. The whole place is dry. They, they keep crippled people there. They keep uneducated people there. They keep poor people there. It's a, it's a place that is segregated. Huh? We live in a segregated and a polarized world. The elite and the non-elite. The blessed and the cursed. The rich and the poor. They segregate them. You are not part of the clique. You are not part of the class. Because you don't qualify to be there. So they keep them at the place where there is no pasture. Nothing moves on. There are people sitting here. Nothing is moving on around your life. But God is about to do something. A sound is about to come. A message is about to come. A text is about to come. Your amen is not good. An email is about to come. A call is about to come. It's a supernatural call. It's about to come. Your phone will buzz and buzz and buzz. Your phone will be beeping and beeping with messages in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your email will be receiving notifications. Not spams, not alerts, not scams. But a message from heaven is coming. And today in the name of the Lord Jesus, I prophesy under this atmosphere. I declare that the, 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 the supernatural power of God is about to work in your life. The supernatural ability of God is about to unravel in your destiny. Somebody clap your hands and shall do it, Lord. And I've trusted God, trusted God, believe him, believe him, believe him. And then when you have forgotten about it, then God realizes that now that you have forgotten about it, he comes in. And the thing happens. And you say, I wasn't praying for this. Because most times when you are praying for something, you are expecting instant answer. But you have also forgotten that God can also intentionally delay your answers. he does that. But whether he brings the answer or he does not bring the answer, he's still God. And nothing changes that. He's God by himself. They say, he doesn't change. So whether he brings an answer now or he brings it later, doesn't change. But David prayed a prayer that he, he, he said that I know that my eyes will not see corruption. Whether it is now or tomorrow or 10 years to come or 20 years to come, my eyes will not see corruption. My soul will not see corruption. You say, run and bring it, read it for me. Read it for me. The script. Uh, put the scripture there. Read it. Oh, my son. It was in Lodiba. A place of no pasture. A place of nothing. Can you read that quickly? Next verse. Then King David sent uh -huh. and brought him out of the house of Makkah, yeah. the son of Amiel, uh -huh. from Lodiba. Mm. Now when Mephibosheth, mm. the son of Jonathan, 
the son of Saul, uh -huh. had come to David. When he had come to David, he fell on his face. He fell on his face and prostrated and himself. Prostrated himself. Then David said, then David said Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. And he answered, he answered, Here is your servant. Here is your servant. So David said to him, David said to him, Do not fear, uh -huh. for I will surely show you kindness uh -huh. for Jonathan, your father's sake. See, there are things you must do today that will benefit your generation to come. Are you following? There are things you must do today, sacrifices you must make today that will benefit your generation, your children's children. And I pray that every prayer you have lifted may it be registered in heaven. Amen. Every seed you have laid on this altar may it be registered in heaven. When the angel appeared to Cornelius, he said, Oh, Cornelius, your prayer and your almsgiving has come before God as a memorial. When he came, he lay post with the Bible said, in, in another verse, and I think the King James, he said, they went and they fetched him. They have to fetch him. They have to take him out because the devil has now established him in the place of no pasture. There is, there is no indication that his life will be better. Don't let anybody tell you you end this way. Lay your hands on your chest. Say, I will not end this way. Say, this is not my end. Say, this is not the end of the fight. It will not end until I win. Say, the battle will never end until I win. In the name of Jesus. Say, I declare, this is not my end. I will not end this way. I will not remain this way. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and shout, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. They went and they fetched him. Whilst the man thought that was his end. This is the end of life. Lame in the feet. Carry to the place where we keep lame people. Nothing. You can't see the king. No favors for your life. You remain this way. You'll be at the mercy of people. But God had a plan. God said, this is not the end. Today I declare, whatever circumstance you are in, wherever you found yourself, I speak a prophetic word over you. This is not the end of the fight. This is not your end. Your amen is looking for my trouble. I said, this is not your end. This is not your end. This is not your end. Say, this is not my end. and tell you you are finished tell the person you will see my end said you say mark the end of the righteous for his end shall be peace mark his end mark his end mark his end i mark your end i mark your end i mark your end your end is full of power your end is full of glory your end is full of honor mark the end of the righteous for his end shall be peace you are in a storm right now, but your end shall be peace. You are in a turbulence right now, but your end shall be peace. You will end well. You will end 2022 well. Something happened to you in the course of the year, but you will end well. You will arrive well. Your marriage will end well. Your destiny will end well. Your ministry will end well. Clap your hands and shout, do it, Lord. expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off whatever you are expecting the bible said it shall not be cut off whatever you are expecting the bible said it shall not be cut off you've been walking to church but i see you driving now you've been driving to church but i see you flying now 
in the name of the lord jesus i declare wherever you are god is moving to the next stage god is moving to the next phase of your life i declare listen to me child of god i am speaking over your life there are things god and it's only god alone that can do it that disease will not kill you that sickness will not kill you your end shall be glorious in the name of the lord jesus your end shall be better your tomorrow shall be better than your yesterday you can't do anything about your yesterday but you can do something about your today that will determine your tomorrow and today i choose to have faith today i choose to have hope today i choose to believe that my end shall be glorious than my beginning hey though your beginning may be small your latter days shall be glorious i see you god increasing you ten times more than now a thousand times more than now a hundred thousand times more than now a million times more than now clap your hands and shout do it lord on your chest and say God has me in mind God has me in mind I refuse to be discouraged God has me in mind I refuse to, to pity myself I refuse to be depressed God has me in mind God has me in mind God has my case on his table and he will deal with my case he will deal with my issue in the name of the Lord Jesus when the time is up the Lord will make it right and today I pray in divine possibilities what God alone can do you will see with your eyes your hands will touch it your lips will testify of it in the name of Jesus clap your hands and shout do it Lord listen from the rising of the sun that means from generation to generation God has done his wonders you are not the one that is, we are going to use as a case study to figure out whether God is good or not good are you hearing me? From the rising of the sun to his going down. From generation to generation, God has been in the business of changing lives. Bringing the poor out of the dungeon. Doing things that are unimaginable. And I'm praying for you today. Look at yourself. Just look at yourself. No, look at yourself. Now. Now lift up your head and look at yourself tomorrow. <laughs> uh, maybe that one you can't see. It. You can only see the now. And then I look at I'm sure those who knew Mephibosheth that he was a layman living in Lodiba. Poor, wretched, looking nasty, smelling. And they had concluded that this was his end. Then suddenly, the guy is standing in the presidential palace. Even though it's a new government. Even though it was a government that wanted to kill this same government. The then government wanted to kill this president at the time. But how can it be? Under normal circumstances, he should have been looking forward to eliminate all the lineages of the previous man who was there. But suddenly, they see him in there. Then you say to yourself, fear God. Oh. Fear God. Oh. Fear God. No man's future is written on his forehead. All of us, if our futures were written on our forehead, maybe we would have treated each other well and would have behaved well. But God kept that one away from us. Fear God. Because you never know what God can do. From the rising of the sun. From your grandmother's days to your great-grandmother's days to your time. 
God has been the same way. He has been the same. He has been the same. Taking nobodies. People that have been looked down upon. Trashed down. Despised. Insulted. They see them as nobodies. But God is laughing. God is laughing. God is laughing. I want to talk to someone this morning who feels like his life has been crushed. His life has been crushed. There is nothing more. Nobody put honor and dignity on your life. They see you and it's like this is the end. But can I tell you someone that God has a plan and God is working on his plan. And when someone is, when, when God is working on his plan, he doesn't talk. He doesn't speak. He's silent. And when he's ready, when an architect wants to build a house, he doesn't say, I'm coming to build ABCD. He's just drawing. And when he's done with his drawing, he sets, comes to do a profiling. Then goes to dig. Then he excavates the land and begins to lay foundations. And when he's done in all that, beautify it. All eyes come to see it. God is digging. God is at work. God is not silent about your case. Because from the rising of the sun to its going down, his name is to be praised. He's been like that since since before you were born. God has been like that before you were born. And it's not your case that will knock him out. That he's trying to find out how can I help? Where can I pass? What can I do? This trouble, I've not had it before. He said, bring him to me. He said, today, you have bread with me. They brought him from Lodiba. He came to Bethlehem. The word Bethlehem is the place of bread. God transferred him from the place of zero and pushed him to the place of abundance. Today, as your hands are lifted, in the name of Jesus, I decree under this oil and I declare under this anointing, in the name of Jesus, strange move of God is coming on your life. Strange move of God is coming on your destiny. Strange move of God is coming on you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can you give that song to him again? Everybody rise to your feet. We believe you've been blessed by this message. Thank you for listening. For further details, call 020-403-8468, 020-403-8468, or 055-8629-673, 055-8629-673.